0: You're listening to Women Making Waves. Louise Etock is in the band Flaming June. She talks to us about their latest single, which is about the 100-year anniversary of women's suffrage and how she wants to find women to take part in her video, which will highlight what women are fighting for in 2018.
1: Linda and I, together with Rebecca Newman-Matthews, met up with Louise and asked her about the project
2: story of the suffragettes and the suffragists they changed society so much i wanted to keep the lyrics unambiguous you know 100 years since the vote was won is the opening lyric i wanted it to be very in your face and obvious about what it was about
3: 100 years since the vote was won and i see
2: it it's their song that i kind of collated we want people to get in touch with us about the reasons why they're still marching in
3: 2018
2: very special project at the moment. Tell us all about that. We've written a song called The Women's Battalion to celebrate Vote 100, which is 100 years since women over 30 were given the vote and we've released it as a single, we're going to raise money for the Pankhurst Centre Museum in Manchester, but we want people to get involved because we realise that although we're honouring the legacy of the suffragettes and the suffragists who sacrificed so much all those years ago, we're recognising that people are still marching today, so we want people to get in touch with us about the reasons why they're still marching in 2018 to kind of collate a snapshot of where we are today so honouring the past but also recognising recognising that there are still things that need to be done. I think that's a fabulous idea.
0: I do too. And I love the song.
3: So the track's called
2: The Women's Battalion. Mm -hmm. um, And it is part of an EP that you're releasing, but this is the single and it's coming out October? October the 5th, yeah. yeah. The other
1: thing about this song is that you are going to be developing a video to go with this It's this is quite an important issue for you isn't it not an issue a project
2: it's a yeah it's a project we because we want to make a historical document and um, we've submitted the song to the Pankhurst Centre Museum because they've got an exhibition that coincides with the unveiling of a new Emmeline Pankhurst statue in Manchester so they're doing a big exhibition where you can submit contemporary things to remember a hundred years ago and they've actually asked us to submit our song for consideration and they think it might be accepted because there aren't any other songs there's lots of paintings there's lots of poems and but um, they said there's no other songs so we've submitted it to them so that sort of gave me the idea well let's make a contemporary snapshot of where we are today with what people are still marching for Um, so we want people to get involved to let us know what they're still marching for so we can sort of collate a snapshot of the campaigns and the causes that people are still marching for today
0: and presumably the would be things like equal pay for women and equal rights in, in the workplace and everywhere else as well.
2: All those things as well and particularly um, since we've released the song we've had people from the Waspy campaign contacting us about the pensions inequality and the way that that's been handled by the government which from what I've read is pretty appalling. People have been given no notice whatsoever and they've suddenly realising that they've got to work an extra five years. So they've been in touch and they're heavily sort of got behind the song and they've written a review of it and they've posted it on their Twitter feed and things. So, um, yeah, various people who are still campaigning for things are um, getting in touch and um, I've worked with the Freedom Programme in the past. Um, I released a song for them. If you don't know who they are, they support people who've been in domestic abuse relationships and they've tweeted the song as well and they're encouraging people to get behind it. So... We're kind of hoping, you know, little ripples making bigger waves that more and more people get behind it and get in touch, tell us why they're still marching and we'll be able to create this video to go over the song that's honours the past but also recognises... The present. So that's a really interesting thing because
1: your songs are well, I love the actual titles, but there's a there's a message in every one of your songs and the reviews you've had very recently that you and the quotes here, your story has never been told. Opening in this track, one of your singles, Freedom Fairy Tales for Girls. That is a brilliant (laughs) title. It ain't the witch that you gotta watch.
3: It ain't the witch that you gotta watch. It's Prince Charming. And I
1: only just discovered that this morning when I read yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I, it's the sort of thing that I was telling my own two girls that we listen and watch Disney World films, but
2: actually, the message is really twisted, isn't it? Very much so. And that's the song I released for the Freedom Program. Actually, I went to one of their conferences and uh, I walked in and they and they were singing the lyrics of uh, Stiltskin back to me.
3: I won't play.
2: been really really supportive of my music because I think they relate to it they know what it's about I wrote that song for my daughter's freedom's fairy tale for girls that was for them so yeah a lot of projects are through other means sort of like documentaries or you know tv projects so it's mm. great to have a song I think so yeah it's another
1: way of of reaching people you mentioned the raising awareness of domestic abuse and supporting charities now you've been doing this since 2010 mm. through your music mm. and i suppose it's a very very natural way to do it one of the reviews has said that you've drawing effectively on folk tradition and you're adding it with a modern twist and so obviously you were talking about that earlier about your contemporary side mm. so you're really trying to pull the history and bring it into a modern day twist and it's a good message
2: I love history. I've always been fascinated with history. I definitely love the idea of songs that tell stories. They are my favourite songs. I grew up listening to those kind of songs and that's, they're the bands and that's the music that I'm drawn to. I love a song that tells a story that has a purpose, not just sort of some frivolous I met a boy in a disco thing that's never, you know, spoken to me. And I think if you can sort of tell st- history stories through music it can draw in an extra audience that maybe wouldn't know about it otherwise because they maybe wouldn't read a book about it or so I think it helps and you're actually putting women back into history
1: again which I think has been written out quite a bit
2: well yeah um, I think women have been written out of history and um, the the Pankhurst Centre Museum that we're gonna send all our profits from the single to I mean that's only open two days a week I think max so for me, that, you know, the story of the suffragettes and the suffragists, they change society so much. The fact that that's kind of like a little museum that doesn't really receive enough funding, that kind of sends a message. Well, actually, that it sort story, of says it all, doesn't yeah, it, really? It does. It's sort of, well, that's a little story. That, but actually, it's a massive story. It's huge. It changed society massively and you know, should be given the recognition it deserves. Mm -hmm. When you were writing the song, did you know what you wanted it to sound like? Over a weekend, um, I already knew a bit about the suffragettes and suffragists, but I sort of Googled them and just read loads and loads of things and I kept getting this kind of message of deeds not words and source for the ganders, source for the goose and and there's another one, injure no one, take no life, etc. And I kind of pulled them all together and I was thinking about it and I was thinking actually... This is probably the first women's army, because they were an army. They they were like a military operation. They were like, you know, they were terrorists in a sense, or freedom fighters, depending on how you want to look at it. And I thought, actually, they were a women's army. And then I was watching this footage of them marching through London. And so I got that line, the the women's battalion, and then the rebellion. And I, it just sort of came to me in the song built around that chorus, And then I basically pulled in their words. So I see it. It's their song that I kind of collated and put to a tune. Um, A lot of the lyrics are words that they actually spoke in the campaign.
0: Mm, That's what I like about it, actually. Yes, there's that real connection with what they were doing Mm. back there. I love that.
2: The things that they did and and the sacrifices they made, I certainly didn't know the full extent until I read around it. And, you know, the the force feeding that they suffered. And in the book I read, it said that at least four women died as a direct result of that. And obviously, then you've got Emily Wilding-Davidson who, well, there's um, different arguments, but a lot of people think she was trying to pin the banner onto the horse. Like she didn't intentionally kill herself. She tried yeah. to pin a banner onto the horse. She'd bought a return ticket for that event, so, you know, evidence suggests that she was planning on going back home. She became the martyr of the cause, but there were others. I mean, people suffered hideous things, mm. but they never gave in. You know, through no. thick and thin, never give in. That was their motto. And no,
0: and they would set out to actually become arrested as well. Yeah. They, and, and, and then not eat when they went in there, I and mean, it was quite extraordinary, really.
2: Yeah, definitely. They, I think they, they used the media very skillfully and intentionally wanted to draw attention to themselves and put themselves in these situations. But if you think about what they were arguing for just to be equal Mm. that's all they wanted. They didn't want someone else's land or borders to move, they just wanted to be equal and, yeah. and they suffered all of those things so.
1: You've obviously placed yourself in a sort of situation now where you're promoting some very valid things here and especially in mm. 2018 how much resistance do you get from outside
2: parties? Yeah Does it
1: feel an easy process to you or do you feel you still get a few, why do you want to do that now? We're we're past that, we're, we're on equality now.
2: Yeah, like, I get a lot of that from my children interestingly because uh, I've got two girls who are 13 and 15 and they say to me, oh Mom, be quite of your feminist stuff. They're always saying that. Oh, you're so embarrassing. <laughs> but I kind of, you know, in some ways, I'm, I think, great, you know, if you don't, if you don't feel that, great. Maybe things have really changed. And I think for their generation, it will. I think they will have a very different experience and hopefully it will be less noticeable to them. But I've grown up with what I've grown up with those kind of injustices, little things that have been drip, drip, drip mm-hmm. all through your life, build up to be a big thing. Mm. And I still think. You know, we can't just go, oh, it's done, because in so many ways it isn't. Then you've got things like the, the pensions thing that's going on at the moment. I mean, you know, in a, in a cynical way, you kind of think the government thought, oh, you know, they're women. They'll just take it in a way. You know, there's part of you that thinks that, but they're certainly not. I yeah. mean, they are really being very vocal. And the and the mainstream media are starting to pick that campaign up now as well, which is which is really good. The message that you want
1: to get across from your songs because they're very inspiring and they say all the things that some people think about that don't know how to interpret and you're doing it in a song. But from your point of view, what are you trying to get across? What would you
2: like a listener to think when they've listened to your song? What I hope I try and do is capture the things that people maybe struggle to express, you know, the things that make you angry and the things that make you frustrated I try and sort of put that into a song and hopefully people will listen to it to become inspired, to think, you know, I'm not on my own and if we come together, we can achieve these things. So it's kind of bringing people together. I've written songs about experiences that are very isolating and, you know, I have written songs and people have messaged me and said, thank you so much for that song. Because music brings people together and inequality and abuse and all those things isolates people. So I'm trying to sort of use music to to pull people together and and make them feel like they're not on their own, I guess. Mm
1: -hmm. And also for people that really don't have an understanding of this current year. They're mm. actually giving them an opening as well, especially younger children too.
2: Yeah, for this song, I wanted to write a really, really simple song. It's so simple. There's only three chords in that song and it's a real kind of like rabble-rousing song of the people and, and I wanted it to be that because I was thinking, OK, if people hear that, the Women's Battalion, might they think, oh, what's that about? And maybe learn a bit more about it. And I wanted to keep the lyrics... Unambiguous, you know, 100 years since the vote was won is the opening lyric. I wanted it to be very in your face and obvious about what it was about in the hope that people might go and read about it or think what was that about and and think about the impact that they had. Work-life balance. I know it's a very cliche thing to say. We
1: all try and strive to do everything and anything as Mm. a woman. How do you work it out? What are your priorities when it comes to this passion of yours? And a very successful passion, I might say, too. You're well regarded in reviews. But How do you try and keep a balance in life thinking I can't do it all?
2: Yeah, that's that's probably my biggest challenge. Um, we've just recorded the EP that we're going to release and we did it in the summer holidays because, in actual fact, every single member of Flaming June is a teacher. So that works out pretty well because we had that six-week block and we recorded the songs. And now we're obviously all back at work. It's a bit kind of... But we've done the hard bit, you know, we've done the recording and we sent it off to an amazing producer um, at Edge Spear Music who's mixing them and he's almost finished doing it. So I kind of have to block it really and go, okay, that's going to be music and then that's going to be work. And the children are a little bit older now, so it's a bit easier. When they were younger, it was very much more difficult, but they're old enough now if I've got a gig, you know, I can pretty much leave them. They're old enough to be left and I've got friends and relatives who could pop in and make sure they're okay. So it's getting easier to manage it. This EP is called The Firework Makers' Door. That's right, yeah. And that is coming out. We're hoping to get that out by the end of the year.
0: Louise, the video itself, you're about to start getting this together. Mm -hmm. Are you needing any help with this?
2: Yeah, we would love to have help. I mean, none of us are filmmakers. None of us really know what we're doing. I think it's important to create this video. So if anyone who's listening... You know, is passionate about what we're trying to do, which is in effect create a historic snapshots of what women are still marching for today. If anyone has any technical expertise in filming or editing and they wouldn't mind giving us a bit of their free time to get involved, that would be fantastic.
0: OK, well, let's hope uh, there's somebody out there listening who'd like to do that. And if there is, do get in touch with Flaming June. What are your social media uh, So
2: our main website is flamingjune.co.uk, and on all the social media networks, we're at Flaming Dune UK.
0: Brilliant. And of course, if you can't remember any of that, get in touch with this show as well and we'll pass that information on. Thank you, Louise. It's been lovely having you it's here. It's been it lovely. Really Thank has. you so it's much. Great <laughs> conversation. Thank you. Wow,
1: Linda, what an amazing lady Louise Etock is.
0: Yeah, she's great, isn't she? Mm. Um, I've known of her for a long, long time because I've been listening to her music for a long time. Uh, Loved meeting her. She's fantastic and love this project that she's putting together. I think this is a fantastic idea. Mm. The idea that we're in the 100th anniversary of when women, some women got the vote, not all of them, but some women got the vote. But it was a bit of a breakthrough, so you know great a step forward and the fact that she's putting this project together fantastic mm. love the idea love the song mm,
1: the song's great uh, the question i ask is it i mean i hope it is and even if it isn't is it a unique project you know the only piece of music recently that's commemorating or remembering the women's suffrage hundred yeah, years yeah i don't ago. know yeah. i don't know
0: it'd be interesting to hear of any other music and um, mm. projects like this but love what she's doing and um what we really need are people to step forward and say what women are marching for now. So if anyone has any ideas, we really do want your ideas about what you what you want to change in society, about being a woman, what you're fighting for, what you're marching for.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a great title, The Women's Battalion. Mm. And we also want to get across to all the female editors, male or female, if you think you would like to be interested in helping Louise Etoc make this fabulous film for her new single, The Women's Battalion, get in touch.
0: Yes, because it's great, great music. I mean, that's really inspiring. A fantastic visual to go with it. I mean, that is just going to be amazing. Yeah, and we like, as you say, the the
1: message it's getting across and hopefully people will learn from that. It's not just a text, it's a song Mm. and it's wonderful to hear a song. We learn from songs, I'm sure, as much as we learn from just reading.
0: Well, we'll be following this project closely and uh, maybe report back to see how it's going in a few months.
3: hundred years since the vote was won And years before the battle begun Prison gates, the tide is turning, England shakes the wind.